Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome back, 365 Sports. Our good friend Angelique Chingelis joins us now, Detroit Free Press. She's covered Michigan for for a very long time. She's one of the best, if not the best, on that beat, and that's why we get her every time we need to talk Michigan in the Big Ten for this show. Angelique, this is a game without a lot of intrigue to it because of Iowa's offense and their and or their lack of offense. Um, where is the where is the excitement in this game for fans? Uh, other than if you're a Michigan fan, them winning the Big Ten and then getting to the college football playoff. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I think it's Michigan fans wanting to win the third straight title and and having Jim Harbaugh back on the sideline. That's been sort of the big storyline since he was suspended the last three regular season games. wasn't on the field for the 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 Ohio State game last week, which was kind of surreal. Um, but I think that's been, you know, that's what Michigan fans want to see. They want to see them beat Iowa, obviously, and, and secure um, a number one or number two ranking in the college football playoff and, and find out where they're going on Sunday. But, yeah, I mean, to your point, it, it, the Iowa offense is just not very intriguing and it's not very interesting. And, and uh, you know, it's going to be one of these defensive games that, you know, if you like defense, I do. I'm, I, I'm really interested in seeing both of the defenses on, on Saturday night. Angelique, what was the game like last week there with uh, Michigan able to fend off Ohio State, obviously put themselves in this position? Uh, A lot of heat going into that one. Pretty good contest. What were your thoughts coming out of it? Yeah, I thought it was a really good game. And and Sharon Moore uh, did a very nice job as the acting head coach again. I mean, he won the last three games as the acting head coach. And um, you know, I think that that probably bodes well for his future at Michigan and, and whether his you know, this upcoming contract, whatever's going on with, with Jim Harbaugh, would they make him the acting head coach? I mean, pardon me, the, the head coach in waiting. I think that's something that that people are, are thinking is probably likely for Sharon Moore. But, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a very tight contest. I mean, it, you know, Ohio State had the ball at the end, and I, I really thought they were going to go down the field and score. And, and Michigan's defense came up big. And, you know, a guy I've talked about all season is Jalen Harrell. I mean, he's, he's – a disruptive force and uh, I think Harbaugh called him a tone setter and, he, and he's the one who got in, in McCord's face and, and disrupted him and, and caused that, uh, that that interception that Rod Moore caught for the uh, to seal the win so yeah I mean I, it, it was a very close game I mean a little different than the, the previous two wins against Ohio State but 
you know, it was everything they needed. And, and it was magical again for the fans. They stormed the field just like they did two years ago when they snapped the eight-game losing streak. So, um, so they certainly enjoyed it. Back to Sharon Moore for a second. I mean, look, Michigan has to kind of be thanking their lucky stars that he's worked out so well in this situation because we, we had you on before just last week. You asked you about Jim Harbaugh and his future, and they're they're not um, like you said. Just to kind of reiterate that, tying a lot of their their star their wagon to his stars, are they? Well, I mean, I think a lot of Michigan fans really want to see this extension for Jim Harbaugh. I mean, and it was on the table. It was getting close to happening the week that all the Connor Stallions and the sign stealing stuff broke. And then it was, it was temporarily withdrawn. And, you know, I think that there's, I think the, the Michigan administrators people have to start looking at, well, what is coming? I mean, there is, there is the outstanding NCA investigation from the 2021 violations that they, they got the draft of the, notice of allegations in January. And I, I expect that the NOA will come soon uh, regarding that. And, and, you know, I, it seems to me that they did self-impose the three games, but I, I think that they will probably be looking at two or three more games suspension for Jim Harbaugh next year for that, the first investigation. And then with this latest sign stealing investigation, who knows how long it's going to take the NCAA to get through this. We, we all know that they, they, it's very deliberate kind of a glacial pace, but um, you already have one coach fired in, in Chris Partridge. And, and what we reported is that, is that he was, you know, encourage, encouraging players not to be honest with, with the investigators. And that's a level one violation. And, and under the new head coach responsibility rule that the NCAA amended earlier this year, Harbaugh is responsible for this. So um, I think that there's a lot of trying to figure out what is coming from the NCAA, how that will damage Jim Harbaugh in terms of games suspended. And, you know, I think that's probably part of the holdup here in, in terms of where this contract is. I just asked this as somebody that doesn't know what the, the mood is like up there, um, which is part of why we're obviously having you on. But that always kind of looming NFL threat with Jim Harbaugh, kind of that side ramp that he always seems to have, is that at all in people's minds right now as a possibility because of all the things that are going on currently? Sure it is, and and there are going to be quite a few. There are already some NFL jobs there, and, and there are going to be more. And um, you know, it it is it's dependent on whether an NFL team wants Jim Harbaugh. I mean, you know, and I I, I always bring this up that he's going to turn sixty in December, which you know I don't. I, he is a young sixty, but you know, you do see this league is getting younger and younger in their in their head coaches. Um, you know, I, I I've got to believe there will be some a, a team with some interest. There has been these last two years. The Vikings. He went for the interview in in 2022, and then earlier this year, the Broncos. So I I think that is something that that Michigan fans are are concerned about. And and you know I think when they're looking at this contract, when both sides are negotiating, I I got to believe that something that Michigan wants in that contract is a, a promise, an assurance that that the NCA the, the NCA the NFL interest is done finito. And uh, you know that's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. But I. I've always thought the NFL is in play with, with Harbaugh. And a couple of years ago, he did talk about wanting to win a Super Bowl. Um, I don't think that that dream has, has been extinguished, but maybe he wants to see where this season goes. And, and then um, maybe if he gets that national championship trophy, maybe he's even more appealing to an NFL team. 
Angelique, you've covered the Big Ten. Uh, this is the last uh, the last three days that the Big Ten West will ever exist. Once the game's <laughs> over, the Big Ten West is done, and it's now the the you know essentially the giant eighteen team league. Uh, and things will have to change for someone who's covered, especially the other side of that conference. How do you see the teams like Iowa, Minnesota? Uh, a, I mean, Wisconsin's already has by bringing in Phil Longo uh, and, and changing up their offense, um, changing to the new world because Iowa will not be able to do this again with the schedule that they will have. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. It's, it's worked for them in the West Division, um, but it, I, it, it wouldn't work, I don't think, not as successfully in the East. And, and look, I mean, I, pr- I appreciate what Iowa's done. I mean, with that defense and, and, and they've got a great punter. I mean, he's the Big Ten punter of the year for a second time in his career. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got to have some, some sense of an offense and, and maybe it would have been better if Kate McNamara hadn't been hurt. They lost a couple tight ends, Eric all the other Michigan transfer. Um, they lost a, a second tight end too. So they, they have been behind it a little bit because of injuries, but you know, it, it, they're going to, they're obviously made a change with their offensive coordinator, um, Ferentz's son. And, um, you know, maybe that will, that will give this, um, this offense a little bit boost of energy or something that it's lacked because it's it won't it won't make it in the, in the east I, I really it, that's a really great point i wonder where they would finish in the current setup right now if they were in the east um I, you know i just <laughs> the west has just been it has been laughable and um it's about time that that it it goes away for for all of us so we can enjoy some some better football and you know cross the board of the big ten Pretty clear that Michigan wins. They're in the college football playoff for uh, the second year in a row. Uh, if they lose, that kind of throws things up in the air. Obviously, with Ohio State's positioning, that's very interesting. Uh, what do you feel is is kind of the uh, the I guess the mood when it comes to the playoff and uh, the potential for Michigan? Uh, not only uh, if they win, obviously they're in, but if they lose, do you still see that pathway for them to get maybe that fourth spot, or, or how do you see that going for the Wolverines? Well, I, I don't see it. I mean, I, I think that they would be out if they lose this game. And, and I'm not sure if it would be a close loss, if, if the committee would look at that. I, I just think a loss boosts from this. And, I mean, there are deserving teams that are they're waiting just outside. And um, so I think that that's another thing that, that Michigan fans, you know, I don't think they're taking Iowa lightly. Uh, I think they, they're taking the offense lightly. But, but this defense is for real. And, and turnovers can certainly make make a game much more interesting. So I do think this is. Um, I mean, what did Blake Corum say earlier this year? Championship or bust. And and I think that's the approach to to this game because if they don't, I I I think it's it's a bust. Then I just don't see them getting in. Angelique, with um, going back to Ohio State, I want to talk about them last week. They Ryan Day is one in three against Michigan. From the outside looking in, and the fans get really impatient with that, uh, is there anyone who needs the 12-team playoff more than him so that one single rivalry game does not meet as much? Yeah, I mean, and I think you can look at it uh, the other way. You know, this was the last time this game was going to be that meaningful, what we saw last Saturday. And, and that's a shame, too, but... Um, but yeah, for sure, with the twelve with the twelve game playoff, you know they would definitely be in, obviously. And um, but it does also set up the possibility with the the new alignment in the Big Ten that the two teams could play again if they finish one two 
in the standings the next week, and then they could possibly play again in the playoffs. So I'm sure that, that, that the committee would try to figure out ways to keep that from happening, at least um, not too early in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good thing for Ryan Day. And, and I don't know how much heat he's taking right now, but, I mean, I think about that game against Georgia, how close they were to winning that game, and I, I think that they would have dominated TCU and, and won a national championship. So, you know, he was that close to winning a national championship, which would buy him a lot more room to breathe, I think, um, in terms of, of getting some forgiveness for, for losing three straight to uh, to their arch rival. But, I mean, he's a very good coach, and, and when you look at his overall record, I, I just don't know how you, you put him on the hot seat. But, again, Columbus is different, so you never know. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> and I grew up in Cincinnati. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, Angelique, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the game. And if, if Kirk Ferentz somehow pulls this off, uh, maybe, like, get a witch doctor or something to see if he, like, <laughs> cast a spell. Or well, I don't know how he would do it. But if he if he finds a way to keep Michigan to, you know, six points, then more power to him, I guess. Yeah, that would be masterful. I mean, three touchdown favorites and, and to do something like that would be pretty amazing. I, I don't see it happening, but um, but I could see them keeping it close you know, early on. So I guess we'll, we'll see Saturday night. Angelique Shingelis, Detroit Free Press. Thanks, as always, Angelique. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.